Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 12 in the book of Philippians. We're in chapter 2, and yesterday we did a real famous passage, Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And so we learned yesterday that what he asks he's going to help us do, and where he asks us to go, he'll be there. And when he asks, he will meet us. So here's a little news flash for you today. You live in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Listen to this. Do all things without grumbling or questioning. This is 2.14. That you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Among whom we shine as lights in the world holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ, I may may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. So no big surprise, you live and we live in a crooked and twisted generation. But the way that's said recalls Genesis 32, verse 5, which is the the Israel generation in the wilderness wandering around. So we're in good company, thinking about our leaders or our educational system or our tax system or our moral milieu or... Uh, gender confusion. We live in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. So, number one, you're not the first generation to live in a twisted generation, and you are in good company. Now, here's the problem with recalling this and sort of specifically recalling this generation of Israel in the wilderness is that God was not pleased with that generation. They were overthrown. They had a catastrophe directed by God into their laps. And why? Well, so that they could use be used as examples for us that we might not desire the same stuff that they did. So they were idolaters and they were engaged in sexual immorality and they put Christ to the test. So that's all bad stuff. But then they did this other thing. They grumbled. They used their tongues poorly. And they were overthrown, in part at least, because of their tongues. So today, the message is, let's be careful with our tongues, let's be careful with our grip, and let's be careful with our joy. So first, let's let's talk about our tongues. So do all things without grumbling or questioning. So this grumbling, this is complaining, this is the 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 behind-the-scenes talk, absolutely non-productive, just just to criticize with no you know redemption and questioning the disputing now these things are often used as a smoke screen so that i don't have to do uh, uh the behaviors that are working out my own salvation so the, all these things we're talking about today watch your tongue watch your grip on the word and watch your joy that's all part of working out our own salvation. These are tasks before us, and we can just say, well, I don't have to do that because of our, our tongues. So the smoke screen, you can use your tongue as a smoke screen so you don't have to do the things of obedience. It's a way to interfere with the working out your salvation. It's, it's a way to abdicate our duties with our words or our heart. 
So let's be careful with our tongues. Why? Well, because we are supposed to be in this generation that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God, without blemish. So we're supposed to be this shining light into the world. Well, what kind of a world? A dark world, a crooked world, a twisted world. So we're supposed to have some uh, influence that you may be blameless and innocent children of God as you do this right before God, which is all great, but also we're supposed to be doing this right before mankind. That is your faith is expressed by your life and your words. All right. Let's talk about our grips. That was your tongue. Now let's talk about our grip. It says we're supposed to hold fast to the word of life. And I think that is to fix our attention, to stay on, to stop on, to camp on, if you will, the word of life. Let's major on the word. Well, for how long? Well, until the day of Christ. And that is either the day that he comes to get you or the day that he comes back. It's the day of you know, accountability and judgment. So we as Christians live uniquely, I think, with a view, not just of today, but of of that day, of the day of Christ, of the day that we're going to stand before the Lord. And Paul says, I'm doing it and I'm proud and let's live so that we have no regrets. All right. The last thing is this joy thing that he talks about, uh, that, that I am glad I have joy and you should have joy and you should be glad. One of the translations actually say, just says, I joy and I rejoice in you. You joy and you should rejoice in me. So we should watch our tongues, watch our grip on the word, and then watch our joy. You know, being a Christian is supposed to be maybe not fun, but should be joyful. Sometimes we should have bad circumstances, like Paul. He's in prison writing this letter, and yet he says, I have joy. He he sees beyond his circumstances to the joy of their Christian development and, and, and being with the Lord. So in conclusion then, let's watch our tongues as it betrays our faith, and in the case of grumbling and complaining, uh, it also can can uh, betray our faithlessness. And why do we watch, need to watch our tongues? Because we live in a world that we're supposed to shine as lights, and you are a witness. Your tongue is a witness. Secondly, let's watch our grip. Let's keep our grip on the word of life. Let's build our life upon the, the word. It's the best thing that I can think of building uh, your life upon. Thirdly, let's watch our joy. I joy, you joy. Let's be a joy people and let's be amidst a people of joy. Thanks for listening.